An orchestral killer dances up a long staircase in an empty recital hall, dragging their nearly deceased prey behind them. Like an experimental percussionist playing a deadly xylophone, the victim hits their head against the stairs in a seemingly random pattern, leaving a series of marks on several steps. Is it a clue to the murder? Is it a hint at the motive? No, it's Dying Message, the Detective Anime Mystery Podcast. Welcome to Dying Message, where each week we watch detective anime along with a mystery guest. Today's case, Detective Academy Q, episodes 1, all the way to episode 45. That's right, we're going to look back at the whole series. I'm your lead investigator, Noah Max Levine, and recently I have been continuing... Blah, 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 continuing to not be able to speak, but I have also been... I'm your lead investigator, Noah Max Levine, and recently I have been continuing my three-month-long investigation of the best combination of settings to effectively heat leftovers in our microwave without any kind of unsavory disaster, like it's too hot, or too cold, or only hot in some places. Or a young, curly-haired girl comes and eats it while we're out of the house and then falls asleep in our bed and it's really weird. (laughs) She uses the microwave until it's just right. And she spends so long trying to get it just right that she then gets tired and has to sleep in her choice of three of our beds because we have three beds. We have three beds. And also everyone knows the most tiring activity in the household is microwaving food. Oh, my God. Anyway. Anyway. Who, who is this with me? It's our resident anime expert, Michael Savitsky. We've been talking about our apartment where we live together. That's why he's resident. He's seen quite a bit of anime. We've been discussing that in recent episodes, so that makes him the anime expert. And we actually don't have a mystery guest this week. It's just the two of us. And that makes a lot of sense because we're talking about every episode of Detective Academy Q. And we had people come and join us and just watch one or two episodes. So as far as we know, there's no one else out there in the world who's qualified to talk about this series as a whole. (laughs) We're the only ones who've ever watched it. And we're standing by that. Not true. No, we, we know that we know other people have watched it from start to finish. And you can weigh in on some of these topics if you are one of those people, or even if you've only seen a handful, by uh, sending us your thoughts at dyingmessagepodcast at gmail.com. You know, we're moving on from Detective Academy Q, but we'll always have room in our mailbox for uh, bringing up a comment, even if it's, you know, a ways down the line. We might do a throwback and, and, sh- and share your thoughts on that series. This series. Um, what do you think, Michael? Should I do the banter question that I had written? Yeah, let's do banter questions. You can always cut it out. <laughs> Since it's just the two of us today, mm-hmm. do you think that reduces or increases the pressure on you to live up to your title of resident anime expert? Uh, it's the same, probably. I still have to know things about anime. That hasn't changed. Uh, there's fewer people for me to uh, premise lawyer to. Have I been lying the whole time? Have I just been pretending? Do I just <laughs> pre- make up words and it sounds like it's about anime? Because I could do that all day, probably. Yeah, we, I mean, you do do that all day when we're not filming the podcast. You're mostly just spouting anime facts. Only inside my brain. Don't misrepresent our lives. Well, it was like, you know, it was like, you're the primary celebrator of Christmas in this household. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what should we watch on Christmas Eve? And you're like, well, there's this one anime that nobody in the world has ever heard of. That's I've always used to watch. You have to remember that I used to work overnight on most Christmases, but have That's a lot true. of dead time because fortunately, not a lot of people calling 911 uh, on Christmas 
at like three o'clock in the morning. So I would like watch anime and stuff on my laptop. And yeah, I would I would watch Karis or Karasu uh, just like traditionally for some reason. It, it takes place at Christmas. It's not Christmassy. I felt I guess that's my diehard. Yeah. If you're listening to this right when it comes out, it'll still be roughly the holiday season. So you can um, let us know your favorite Christmas themed anime or other media. And if you've ever played Dynamite Cop, the arcade game that uh, I think, was it Sega or Capcom? One of them made it. Basically, in Japan, it was like a diehard video game, but they didn't have the licensing to release it as a diehard video game in the U.S., so they changed it to Dynamite Cop. Weird. Speaking of licensing issues, what Mm. have you got for us today? Oh, shoot. Was I supposed to have a thing? (laughs) You don't have a thing? (laughs) No, that's okay. You don't have to have a thing. I wasn't thinking about having a thing. I thought we were, we're, this was going to be more chill, Noah. I thought this was going to be, you said it was going to be chill. That's okay. I'll probably, I can cut this out for you if you like. I don't know. You can leave parts of it in. It'll be funny. It, it might be funny. <laughs> I'm sure everybody tuned in to just uh, listen to the two of us sitting as far apart as we can in our apartment and talking to each other over Facebook Messenger mm. mm-hmm. um, as if we haven't been just spending the last two days together because we've both been off and it's been a holiday <laughs> during a pandemic when we don't leave and interact with other people. I will say it's disappointing that this uh, that Detective Academy Q didn't have a Christmas episode because a lot of anime do have Christmas yeah. episodes. We tried watching a Christmas episode or two of Detective Conan the past several days. They were just sort of around Christmas as well. Yeah, it was, Chris- it was Christmas adjacent. Yeah, it's not as big a holiday in Japan. New Year's is the big one. Okay, let's move from the segment where I check in on you to the segment where we talk about anime, Okay, aka the show. Yeah. So before we do that, I want to say last week we ended on a bit of a cliffhanger. <laughs> um, Alexis and Nate were guests on our show, and while we were recording, the like smoke alarm was going off in Alexis's apartment, but no one else was home and the oven was off. So we were trying to figure out what was going on. And uh, she came back and shared that with us. And we have the clip of that audio, which we will share with you after the credits today. So stick around for that to find out the solution of the mystery of the empty oven. Suspense. You know, you got to motivate people. We don't (laughs) even have a mystery guest for people today. It's just the two of us. (laughs) What if one of us did a voice and pretended to be a mystery guest and waited to see how long it would take for people to figure it out? I feel like that's a different podcast, and we could talk about that later. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) So there's two main things we're going to do today. For the most part, we just want to look back a little bit on Detective Academy Q. You know, it didn't make sense last episode. We were talking about the finale to talk about, like, what was our favorite parts and did it meet up our expectations and all that sort of thing. Again, our guests had only seen those two episodes. So we're going to talk about that today. And then I'll just give a, a little tidbit. We'll fill you in a little bit on what we're kind of planning for the future. You might be like, so far, all you guys have done is Detective Academy Q. What are you going to do from now on? Because, because that's done. Is there, any, is there even any other detective anime in the world to watch? Well, I have, I have been painstakingly animating the remaining storylines of Detective Academy Q. And it's a... It, no, that's not true. <laughs> you're trying to tell us that you're, you did like a fan revival and hand animated it out of our apartment? I hope everyone likes stick figures, stabbing <laughs> stick figures. You're and... a much better artist than that. Yeah, but like there's an amount of speed that you need to get the drawing done fast enough to watch it in that amount of time so i drew stick figures now i feel like i'll be obligated to make a scene in stick figures and provide it i won't do that though no you don't have to do that (laughs) so detective academy q Mm -hmm. this was a show about some kids Mm -hmm. Uh, just remind us michael what was the show about i I think i said the, the last episode it would be the last time you had to remind us what the show was about but before we talk about it just remind us 
All right, Detective Academy Q was uh, the adventures of a group of middle schoolers attending DDS, the Don Detective School, where they were studying to become detectives and succeed the school headmaster, Don Morihiko, as the lead investigator assisting the Japanese police. Uh, and they were bumping heads with Pluto, a diabolical organization who plans perfect murders and sells them to people for half of their lives' assets. Yeah, and some of that paid off. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think, Michael, the real reason I had to ask you to do that was so that I could dip a cookie into my tea and that, eat it. You did. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So my first thing is just, like, what were things in general that we liked about the show? And what were things in general that we didn't like about the show? Mm-hmm. I also didn't say this to you before we started, but I think we can try to be light on spoilers. You know, when we were doing our individual episodes, we were spoiling each of them. But I think this is a good, like, people might listen to this. And we can give them ideas of which episodes to watch or not to watch. Mm-hmm. So I think we we might want to avoid, you know, you know how to talk about things without necessarily spoiling them. Mm-hmm. So I shouldn't talk about uh, Megu and Ryu's passionate love scene that happened and isn't made up. If it was stick figures, Michael, then it's something you drew yourself. Oh, okay. Well, no one sent us any art. Uh, good things about the show, bad things about the show. Uh, well, I did like, in a weird way, when the formula worked... The almost the formulaic nature of it, I guess. Like the characters were extremely tropey and pretty one dimensional, but when those dimensions like clicked together, sometimes it was like really fun. Like, oh, that's a thing that Megu's gonna remember, and then this is a thing that Q's gonna notice, and then this is a thing that Kinta's gonna punch. Right. And if the the story of the mystery was good, I think that was really what was a make or break for me. Yeah, I th- I would say that the most successful individual not plot advancing mysteries were much more interesting than the overarching plot as it was presented yeah but they also mostly were doing the overarching plot as part of those mysteries yeah like at the end like a little bit like and this is how this advanced this plot line here's some black roses bye so i think talking about bad things in general it seems like they maybe thought they were coming back for a second season. We're not sure. They were behind the manga, so they didn't know how the show was going to end. Mm-hmm. It's very unsatisfying to have this at the end. There are some mysteries that they have been teasing about all seasons that they reveal, mm-hmm. and most of those are like, do not answer your questions, are very disappointing revelations for how like suspenseful they had been. So I think we can say, like, you you shouldn't watch this show expecting to get into the plot and then to be happy and satisfied with, like, the, the, the long-running narrative plot at the end of it. But I will say that maybe enough of it that was introduced and understanding the way it was, like, haphazardly taped to a conclusion at the end or glued or what, whatever metaphor is appropriate uh, is enough for me to want to maybe check out the manga and see if it's more satisfying. What do you think is the best way to watch this show, Michael? Should, should someone start at the beginning and watch their way through? What would you recommend? I mean, I'm the kind of person that if you were like, you should watch these episodes of this anime and not the whole thing and not watch it straight through, I would freak the fudge out. Like, I'm very purist like that. Even if you tell me, like, half of it's kind of shit, I'd be like, well, I'll watch all of it. You let me start you on the second season of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, but, like, because I didn't think we would continue watching it. <laughs> you didn't think you were going to like it. <laughs> I did not. Well, that's why I started you on the second season. If you had been really interested, I might have started you on the first. Yeah, I I think that's perfectly fine. I don't think, I think the beginning, the first episode was pretty good. We really liked the first episode. 
The second and third episode are kind of treading water and then it picks up again, I would say. Yeah, the exam was disappointing. It wasn't interesting at all. But by the time you get to episode four and five, it starts to settle into its rhythm of them solving individual cases and you'll really have a sense of what the show is. Um, you might want to stick out until the that first long mystery, which comes around like episode six or episode seven. Oh, I don't know which one you're talking about. I'm talking about... Are you talking about Kamikakushi Village? No, I'm talking about episodes eight through... 11, which is when Ryu is introduced. Oh, the island. Yeah, yeah, the it's island. It's one of my less favorite longer mysteries, but there's there's a lot of really good things about it. It introduces the character of Ryu. Mm-hmm. So basically, I'm saying by episode 11, <laughs> you'll have seen every, all of the tricks of this show. But even before that, they've started to settle into their regular mystery solving routine. And I think you can get a good sense of what the show is about. And you'll get a lovely recipe for butterflower balls. But I don't know. Do you, do you agree with me on this statement? You know, we had folks just kind of dropping in and joining us for individual episodes Mm -hmm. and mostly enjoying just the mysteries there. So I think also you could just watch a couple episodes that sound interesting to you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, There are episodes of this that are episodic enough. Like I said, the strongest things about this series were the individual mysteries. And certainly you could treat those like a, a little a little chunklet and watch that by itself. And that's kind of what we've been doing with Detective Conan in recent years, because there's like 250 episodes of that up on Crunchyroll for streaming. Well, honestly, the the funny thing is the... In my brain, I think about doing just the opposite. I think about going back to the beginning of Detective or uh, Detective Conan and watching only the plot episodes and ignoring all the individual <laughs> mysteries to catch up and then settling into a regular... To catch up on the plot, yeah. Yeah. But also, like, I'm pretty sure the only thing that really moves forward in that plot is that characters get introduced. I don't think anything happens to anyone. (laughs) There are so many characters now. (laughs) This was a problem at the end of Detective Academy Q. Our guests last week were confused because there were a lot of characters in the finale. I would definitely not skip ahead to the finale. None of those characters in the finale were important. Like, the, the Puzzle King? Who the fuck cares about the Puzzle King? He didn't do anything. Everyone's favorite, second favorite member of class A is the Puzzle King. Come on. After his introduction, the Puzzle King showed up one more time. And he, there, it was, there was a puzzle and he wasn't the one who solved it. So why was he there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one thing I liked about this show is that they started to change up their formula a little bit. Because they would at the beginning, it was like everybody's always going to every mystery together. Mm-hmm. And then there was like the one that Ryu and Megu went together and... The one that Q and Ryu solved with Q's mom and and the one where like Cosmo was in charge at his school. And you could see how, oh, and in particular, there's one where like Q goes off on his own and faces off against a member of class A. Mm-hmm. So you could see how if the show ran for a hundred more episodes, they might have had a puzzle like an episode all about the puzzle king. <laughs> Maybe. But with, with those Eventually. individual character focused episodes, I would say we got... No character development outside of Ryu. I think Ryu is the only one who received any character development. Yeah. Q had the this style of character development where it's like the character's not changing, but occasionally we learn something new about them. Well, he's got he's got that energy that I, I in my brain I call like the anime main character's shitty perfection in that they're like shitty, but they're like perfect. So they don't have to grow or change. They just have to do the things that they do. And it's sometimes it's goofy and sometimes they succeed and like, it's enough. Um, okay. So if someone did want to get a sense of what the show is about, mm-hmm. sometimes the murder mysteries are spread out and sometimes they're in one episode. Mm-hmm. What murder mystery that plays out over the course of a single episode is our favorite that someone should check that out. Because it's just 25 minutes and they can get a whole story and not need a lot of context. 
Let's see, what did finish in, the, in a single episode? I'm thinking of one, but that wasn't my favorite mystery. That just had one of my favorite moments. Uh, which one was that? Uh, that would be the, the puzzle episode. The jigsaw puzzle, Will, which is episode seven. Yeah, that, that mystery was like quasi shit, but that reveal was like, mwah. There, there's some really <laughs> fun stuff in that episode. I, I think that is a, is a fun option. But yeah, not the best mystery. The first episode is honestly a good candidate. I think that mystery, it's a little bonkers, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's that, pretty good. It's like the bonkers that's representative of the show, though. Like, I, we yeah. really did understand almost everything about the show and what it was going to be in that first episode. Episode 22, Dinner of the Dead. What do you think of that one? I wanted to like that one more, but the food wasn't like front and center enough to be like a the food episode. But it was a pretty, to be. well, we, call, we, we were the ones who called it the food episode. I did. I did really like the, tr- the train alibi episode. Even though, but that's not particularly representative of the show either. I didn't know you really liked that one. I liked it because it was so bonkers. Like the way it was like, I, I am the, the, the murderer character in a- It was very a, different. A detective anime. And I am trapped in the vortex of coincidence trying to thwart me. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I might recommend, I, th- I think the, f- the food one might be the one for me mm. that I think is a pretty good one. Not the bomb of the terrifying gem? No, absolutely not. <laughs> All right, on the, fl- on the flip side, if we want to say, like, that was probably, there were, there were a couple single episode ones that were just, ugh, and th- that was one of them. I mean, it, w- it wasn't terrible. It was just really weird mm-hmm. and kind of out there. And then, of course, the infamous episode called Trios de Beauty. Uh, yes. Or, or all that stuff. The Beauty's Detective Squad, episode 32. Don't start there. That's all we'll say. <laughs> yeah, that would be my least favorite episode. Easily. Now, I think if you have a little more time, and you know, we're saying this as if you haven't been watching this, but maybe you've watched it all along with us or you've listened to all our podcast episodes. And uh, if you also have an opinion on which of these are the best or you disagree with us, let us know. Send us that email, dyingmessagepodcast at gmail.com. You like how I slip those plugs in there? Mm-hmm. But I can always see you slipping into giving out the email mode. I always see it. Your face lights <laughs> up. I just press a button, actually, and it comes right out of me. <laughs> I should pre-record that and have, like, those buttons that they have on radio shows. Oh, that's so cheesy when you press a button and it's your own voice clip and it's the same every time. I was just thinking about that when you had me describe Detective Academy Q earlier because I was like, oh, the I've been saying this with this exact combination of words refined over time. I could just record this now, but I don't need it anymore. Yeah. One podcast we both have listened to a lot together is um, Hello from the Magic Tavern. And one of the fun gags that evolves over time on that show is the introduction of the premise of the show. It's an improvised fantasy-themed comedy show. Mm -hmm. But the host gives his speech, giving the premise of the show every time. And it it changes a little bit as the context changes, but he mostly says the same words in the same order, and the other characters badger him for it. (laughs) But I think when you say something over and over again, you can discover new ways to say it and, and new things about it. Unless you're Usador and you choose not to ever change it. (laughs) <laughs> it, that has changed over time anyway if you want to talk about us uh talk to us about hello from the magic tavern you can listen to our non-existent let me stress non-existent uh, other podcast which is um divining message the hello from the magic tavern fan mystery podcast oh god a podcast about a podcast an unauthorized fan podcast about a podcast. That sounds perfect. Let's do that one. As if one doesn't exist, it probably does. Oh, no. Okay. Focus. Stop Michael. doing it. Listen, stop doing it. If you're out there. Focus. Okay. <laughs> Every minute we spend talking about nonsense is three minutes I have to spend editing this. Edit all of the nonsense. I will.
So um, what about the longer mystery arcs? Because I do think if you have a little more time, maybe you've already watched a single episode and you want to check a longer episode out, or maybe you just want to dive right in and, and watch one of these longer mysteries. What do we think is like the best of the best that someone should check out? Kamikakushi Village probably, right? Interesting. That's one of the longer ones. It, it's five episodes long. It is episodes, let me tell you. Well, here's the thing. It, it's episodes 17 through 21, but you could also start on episode 16, which is kind of optional. But I think it would help if you watched all six of those episodes, episode 16 through 21. Because episode 16 is literally like the magic introduction you didn't know you needed to watch that yeah. set of episodes as an, a standalone thing. Because it's literally like, this is our school, and what's it, what is our school like, and why is these things, and great. That's one of my less, like, it, it doesn't matter, but as someone who's hosting a podcast, I wish they named their episodes the way Kendaichi Case Files and Detective Conan do, because Kendaichi Case Files, it is literally like the case of the vanishing woman, woman part one, and then the next episode is the case of the vanishing woman, part two, <laughs> and you know how these things are going to run, and it's very clean cut. And here I was like, well, I'm hoping these five episodes are the right ones to watch this week. Right. But yeah, that, I don't think that was the best mystery like in terms of the mystery elements of it, but it had a nice twist and it had a really outrageous plot and theme and presentation. So yeah. that's not, it's a pretty fun, pretty fun. You know, if, if epidemics are fun. Yeah. Is your favorite going to be the, the medium murder case? Is that what you're leaning towards? I don't know if anything has topped that for me. I think that is, you know, there's, I, I actually pretty much liked something about all of these longer ones. That very first one, which we talked about um, like five minutes ago, um, where they meet Ryu and they go to this island, 8 to 11. Mm -hmm. It's not up there on close to the top of my list for reasons that I'm sure you can guess if once you find out the solution. <laughs> um, but even that is super fun. The Sangon's murder case is, is 12 through 14. And I think there's a couple things I like about this. The first is that it's shorter. So rather than watching five or six episodes, you can just watch three episodes. There was such good isn't necessarily the right word but there is a unique memorable solution to this which makes enough sense that even if it's not believable it feels fair mm -hmm. and really like i don't know i we're watching detective anime and not watching uh and not watching masterpiece theater british detective shows because we want these like crazy inventive murder methods and solutions and you get that in twelve episodes 12 to 14, the seance murder case. I would say the thing that the seance murder case and Kamikakushi Village have in common is their, like... Mysticism. No, I was going to say how tragic the actual truth ends up being. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like the soap operatic stuff that happens sometimes. I do. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about them always sympathizing with the killers in the way they often do. I don't... In the seance murder case, I don't know if there's any sympathizing going on. No, they much. don't. Just, like, they... holy shit, why did we make this so... It's more sad than it was five minutes ago. I think overall, any of the longer cases are pretty good. I probably wouldn't recommend that first one. And I don't know if I would recommend the last one. Although that was decent. The, the Maya Princess... Oh, Maya Hime, yeah. Well, uh, calling it Maya, the Maya princess is a little misrepresentative because it's not a Mayan princess, but yeah. No, it's very confusing. The, the, the title, as it's translated on Wikipedia, is Murder Case of the Maya Princess, but it's a princess named Maya, just coincidentally. Like, yeah, like Maya Hime. It's not even her name, I don't think. It's like representative of her title, the, the arrow sharpening princess. Oh, interesting. 
you told us that. If we I go did. back and listen to that episode, you explained that to us. <laughs> so I think we've kind of talked about the ones we like and the ones we didn't like. You're fine, Michael. But remember, every 10 seconds of audio is 30 seconds I have to spend editing it. Uh, okay. And 10 seconds people have to spend listening to it because that's <laughs> one for one. It's true. Now, here's another question. Let's say this is the first episode of our podcast that someone has listened to, mm-hmm. which could be true. I don't know. Let's, let's say that. Is there an episode of our podcast that we recommend, or how could they pick an episode? Well, it depends what you're looking for. If you're looking for batshit crazy, that would be the episode with Nick Elmer and Katie Swirko together, probably, right? We went off the walls there. Yeah, that, that episode's a little nuts. <laughs> we, ha- we had Nate and Alexis on last week, and they have a, a, a YouTube series called Alexis and Nate Don't Know, which is super fun. Those are super short, eight to ten minutes. Look, they're not even here, and I'm plugging their show for them. Mm-hmm. And Nate was like, I've ranked all of our episodes <laughs> in order of how good they are. So he recommended the best one. For me, it's like every mystery guest we have on brings something different. And I really enjoy all of it. And it's hard for me to recommend one or the other without feeling like I'm rating my friends and not friends. So I think for me, it's like, yeah, there's maybe like that episode is pretty silly if you want something pretty silly. Dying Message Challenge, we haven't talked about. That's the only thing we've done so far where we haven't been covering Detective Academy Q. That was a book series. It's kind of its own thing. Um, And I think that's kind of worth checking out because it's kind of different and kind of fun. So I'll definitely recommend that to people. And then I think, you know, if if you're someone who knows us, you might know some of these people. We admit it. Some of the people listening to us know some of these people know us. So you could check it out that way. If you don't know any of these people, um, you could read the descriptions of the podcast, which will give you a sense of maybe what that episode's about or what we talk about with that person, maybe who that person is. Try to find one that's interesting or just pick one at random. I think that's what I would do. You know what, Michael? It's weird. Like, see, you should be the host of the podcast because you would just tell people to start from the beginning. Just start from the beginning. What's wrong with you? Do it. Just go through an order. (laughs) Personally, I love the like... Oh, I'm just going to listen to a random episode of a random podcast method of listening oh, to Oh, yuck. This. Ew. <laughs> okay. Um, opening and closing songs. Was there any of these songs that you liked? I think I liked the first one the most. I don't remember the title anymore. Make You, Make You, Make You? Yes, yes. Sorry, I, I put a cookie in my mouth because you started to talk. Yeah, it was... And that was my favorite because the screen shoots crumbs in your face when it plays. <laughs> yeah, Make You, Make You, Make You was fun. Um, in terms of ending, I think the last one, probably, which is, yeah. I don't... The, Jap- the, the title is very long and completely in Japanese, but it approximately translated to something like Walking Against the Wind. I liked that. That was definitely the best ending song. There's only six songs total. Um, I think I did like all of them. Well, the first two ending songs were mostly meh, right? Like, kind of forgettable. Yeah, pretty much. I don't think I even remember them. I remember what happened during the second one, because they were all in sexy beach clothes. Oh, right. Wait, no, there were four ending themes. There were three openings, but four ending themes. Oh, that is right. Yeah, you're right. We got to go back and listen to our own podcast, because we talked about all of those songs when they first started. We did. Well, that just tells you which ones are memorable and which ones aren't. That's all. It does. It sure does. I have anime openings that are still in my brain. 20 years later, so <laughs> if you're memorable, you're know, memorable. you sing them in the shower. <laughs> that doesn't, you don't talk about my personal life, okay? <laughs> That's why people are here, for the human interest. Yep. Everyone wants to know what I'm singing in the shower this week. So, do you have any other like big thoughts on Detective Academy Q that we haven't, that we haven't gotten out there? 
Any big thoughts? Well, uh, there are just a few things that I never got answered by this anime. Uh, there were three things that I wrote very specifically. First of all, when do they get armed? I was promised armed children like five times in the beginning of this anime. No one was armed except Don. Let me back up. Right. In the first episode, like the second episode, maybe even the third episode, and then the fourth episode, they kept say- they kept telling us, like in that beginning of show way, this is Don Detective School. This is what it's about. And they're like, it's the only high school in Japan where the students are allowed to be armed. But no, they were never armed. They pretty much stopped saying that. And it sounded, it's, it seems like they just decided not to do that. Yeah, maybe someone was like, wait, you're doing what with the children now? No, no, we're not going to talk about that anymore. What do you mean you already played for it? But no, we're not doing that. Because that's one of the things in like the first few episodes that you, makes you go, excuse me? <laughs> and like, the, it's not that complicated of a phrase. Like they, it wasn't a mistranslation as far as I could tell. Like that's what they were saying. So it's like, where is it? It didn't happen. I'm not like a gun nut and I don't want children walking around with guns. But also you said it a lot. So what's up with that? They said it a lot. Uh, the second unsolved mystery for me was in Re- the first time Ryu is introduced and Megu like interacts with him. She very, very, very clearly like shows a sign of recognizing him and then is like, I don't know, and moves on with life. No justification ever came of that. I think they might have tried to explain that, but done it poorly because it, it happened maybe again and then maybe one other time. And my understanding of what that is, is it was like Ryu's dark, mysterious past slash possible criminality that Megu was recognizing in him, like his coldness, Mm. and not necessarily like someone that she recognized from having seen before, which is weird because she's the character with a photographic memory. So you would think it's something that she's remembering. Yeah, exactly. What it played to me was that I thought this was going to, that Ryu was going to be someone from Megu's past, but somehow he's visually different now. So she recognizes him, but doesn't link the memory yeah. with the person so like just like the food and the cookbook where she only recognized it from the correct angle because that was how it matched the photo in the cookbook i was like yeah. waiting for her to see some him do something or act some way and be like oh, it was you the girl i went to <laughs> kindergarten with or something but <laughs> yeah uh the third unsolved mystery for me which you know What's the deal with Q's dad why was he not allowed to interact with his son why did he get married in this secret this is something More questions than answers. Like, they thought they were telling us everything, but it's like, no, you're telling us nothing. (laughs) I'm almost certain there must be something more in the manga where they got to it later and we're like, and here's really why that was like that. Well, maybe someday we'll read the manga and fill everyone in. And also the people who made this anime put Q's surname on the notebook. And was like, yeah, this belonged to the detective that I didn't know that saved me. And I was like, it's got your fucking name on it, bruh. How would you not notice that? When you carry it around everywhere you go. Yeah, you have a big problem <laughs> with this. If you if some if you had a mysterious male figure in your past and was also raised with no father and carried a notebook around everywhere you go that reminds you of this person and it had your last name on it, wouldn't you be like, hmm? <laughs> I don't I don't know what to tell you. He's a brilliant detective, so there must there must have been a reason. <laughs> There are some other things that were unresolved. Uh, one of them is Ryu's grandfather is like the leader of this organization, Pluto, and he never shows up. Yeah, I, he definitely, he's a huge part of the end of the manga. I sort of got spoiled on that looking at covers. King Hades is a big part of the actual finale. Of- it was definitely like they set up this other guy, Serendubis, to be the like season one villain who could go down, figuratively speaking, with his ship at the end of the season. Wink, wink. And then they could get to Hades later on. 
Um, we haven't read enough of the manga. Do you know if Sir Anubis is in the manga, or is that something they introduced? I actually don't know. I do know that Ryu's father is in the manga. We didn't hear a word yeah, about him. Yeah, it didn't him. sound like he had He's a the one with, he, with the father <laughs> in the manga. I don't know if Cube's father matters in the manga or not. Yeah, so there's, the, there's that one thing that's unresolved. They talk about him a lot. The other thing is there's this uh, uh, person who was associated with trick art, who designed the school building that they live in. Oh, Kazuryu, that's right. Yeah, and they, they it feels like it it feels like they're building up to something because they talk about him a couple times. It, he comes up in the context of the school building and he comes up in the context of this violin in one of the last few episodes and Ryu sees the violin and freaks out. So I'm wondering if I still think maybe that Kazuryu could be his father or Hades or someone in Pluto, and we just didn't get. Would his far father enough. make sense because he was supposed to be kind of old, right? I thought he father might be wouldn't King make Hades. sense, but it could be he could be King Hades, and we just didn't get far enough to have that resolved. Um, in that episode yeah. where they escape, for, where they go and learn more about the building's past, there was like someone who was trapped in that basement for a while and escaped with a with a deadly vengeance, and it seemed like that might come up again, but it didn't. So yeah, this is a show that kind of ended before they resolved. Resolved all of their threads. They did their best. Probably thought they were coming back for another season, and that's purely based on our interpretation of the way that it ended. It really just felt like they didn't think they were ending. Okay, I went ahead and looked it up. I do know, now know everything. The big secret behind Takumi Kuziryu. I, I but don't there is a big it, secret but... that they were building up to. There's a yeah yeah. It it matters. Does it have to do with Pluto? <laughs> yes. So, right. So clearly they were heading in that direction and they just didn't get there. Yeah. There's also like more things that he uh, was connected with that were objects that show up in the manga. And I think it's like we said, I think, you know, those the individual mysteries in the show are great, but the plot is not finished. So you you have been warned. <laughs> if you watch it all the way through, you're going to kind of want to know some of these things and you're not going to figure them out. But it seems like someone could Google it or try to find the manga if they feel like unresolved, because the manga probably probably has satisfying answers to these questions. We don't know. It, it probably has answers. Probably. Unless it also got canceled. I don't think so, because I think <laughs> they did a sequel series. So we talked about trying to recommend episodes from the podcast. Uh, but this, this, is our, this is my only meta question for today. Anything that stands out to you as, like, fav- favorite moments recording the podcast? I'm going to have to think about that one for a second. I don't, like, it's hard because if I, like, this was my favorite moment, then I'm like, well, I'm saying those are the special guests and the rest of the guests are my less favorite guests. So it's hard for me to say. (laughs) Similarly to how you you don't feel like you can rank. you have favorite. No, that's what I'm trying to not say. Some people you know and some people you didn't know. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that right now, uh, probably just the most recent interviews stick in my brain the most. So it's hard to not favor those as, like, Oh yeah, that one was really great. Yeah, because it just happened. Like, here's a month what ago. I think we can do to to answer this question in a way that I think I think won't hurt anyone's feelings, won't hurt anyone's feelings, and also crosses another item off my list, which is to say, we already recorded what will be the next episode of this podcast, mm-hmm. and that was so much fun. <laughs> we watched L- Lupin the Third, the first, which is a 2019. Uh, CG animated film that just came out in the U.S. like oh, a couple weeks ago of the Lupin the Third, kind of, kind of a reboot, but the anime is often kind of a reboot. Yeah, it, it could be maybe said to be just earlier on in his career than some of the more contemporary stuff, but also that he doesn't age like a Simpsons character, so it's confusing. But it was super fun because uh, we recorded with a friend of ours, 
and her two kids who are nine and 11. Uh, and they like loved the movie and were so excited to talk about it. <laughs> so I, that was definitely like also a top moment. Like we had we had so much fun recording that with them. Yeah, I love tricking kids into loving anime. <laughs> Pretty much every 11-year-old we know loves Naruto. So if you have an 11-year-old in your life, get them something from Naruto. Either they love it now or they're going to love it soon. I, that's, a, that's a big statement. but <laughs> Okay, you know, I only know two 11-year-olds and they both like Naruto. So. It's true. <laughs> so definitely come back and check that out next week. The other thing is what else is happening in the future? So after we release this episode next week, we're going to be on a bit of a break and not releasing episodes for a while. Basically, you know, um, I just need some time off from editing the podcast. There's a lot more we want to do, <laughs> and we're going to c- continue recording, and, and we'll start releasing again probably sometime next year, sometime early next year, I think. Well, let's clarify, because you're going to be releasing this in 2021. No, that's not true. Oh, really? Okay, but you're right. I should specify, because I'm releasing this in two days, which is December 28th. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So I'm talking about early 2021. That's when we're taking a hiatus. If you're listening to this in 2022, there's probably more episodes out there already. Whatever. (laughs) Why'd you pick this one? (laughs) Because they want to know what parts of Detective Academy Q to watch. I think one thing I can say about our show in the future is my goal is to not do a long run of covering one thing like we have this time where we just did Detective Academy Q from start to finish. And we'll probably, you know, maybe do four, five, six episodes in a row where we're talking about t- different episodes, usually a different episode of Detective Conan in a row. <laughs> but we'll change it up. We'll, d- we'll try some more. The, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to watch some pilot episodes of recent detective slash mystery anime series from the past couple of years. Stuff that's hot and fresh and new. Noah's doing a very fancy pose, everyone. Kind of like a presenter on The Price is Right. Thank you. This is why we had to set up a video call, even though we're (laughs) in two separate rooms of our house. (laughs) Yeah, and I think there's a couple benefits of doing the podcast that way. It keeps things interesting for us and for you that, like, we are kind of doing different things. Because we're watching lots of different things, we can find lots of different guests who it might appeal to. And it's also ultimately what it comes down to is it's my strategy to avoid from someday becoming a Detective Conan podcast, <laughs> which is to alternate watching Detective Conan with periods where we're not watching Detective Conan and to change it up in all those ways. But this does mean that we are finally, at some point in the near future, going to explain what Detective Conan is about. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do the pilot episode and we'll, and we'll, we'll cover that premise. Um, and then we'll cover it again and again and again. <laughs> and Michael, you'll have to tell us about it a lot. I'm ready. But yeah, there's some great uh, Detective Conan podcasts out there, and we're, we're trying to be a little more broad. We're certainly going to watch it because we love it, and also because it's really good most of the time. Yeah. It's had 991 episodes. Not all of them are, are you know... Well, I, I said a joke earlier about the idea of characters not aging like a Simpsons character, and boy, oh boy, they do not age. There have been over a thousand episodes of that show, or is it almost a thousand? Well, then, like, episode 991 was the mm-hmm. one that was released this week. It still mm-hmm. often is releasing one episode a week, which you can stream on um, Crunchyroll in the U.S. But, you know, someday I can only assume that no matter how much I try to space things out, we will have nothing left but Detective Conan, and then we will have to change our name from the Dying Detective Anime Mystery Podcast to, like, the Detective Conan Mystery Podcast or something. But uh, <laughs> there's, still a, there's still a lot more. Mm-hmm. We can pick weird stuff that's, like, 
detective episodes of anime, like that episode of Harui Suzumiya. Yeah, that's on my list. There's not like a ton of those, but there's some good stuff out there. There's probably a lot if we go looking. I think there's probably a lot. Um, Yeah, that's what you can expect from us in the future. The other thing I want to say is audience mail. Diagmessagepodcast at gmail.com. You can always email us. You may have noticed we haven't shared a lot of emails recently. We haven't been getting emails, but, you know... It's really fun to ask people to email us. We find lots of creative ways. Michael still has a long list of weird kinds of images he's going to ask you to send him. <laughs> so that email address is not going away. You can send it to us. We will share it. And if you have drawn a stick figure episode of Detective Academy Q and you would like us to watch it and do an entire podcast episode about it, we'll fucking do it. We'll do it. Yeah. We'll do it. Yeah. Send it. <laughs> so, oh, hey, Michael. How about this? Do you have anything to plug? Do I have anything to plug? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, should I plug things? Am I plugging? Okay. Okay. I wasn't ready for this moment. I'm all excited. Uh, so as you know, from the various members of my team that have appeared on our podcast, uh, I am on the improv team, Daddy Issues, and we do an online improv show during this, the, co- the, the time of COVID. Uh, once a month on the third Friday of every month. And you can check that out. You can find us on Facebook at uh, Daddy Issues Improv Comedy or on Instagram at uh, Daddy Issues Improv on Instagram. And you can find out all the details about our various shows. And I am also on another improv team. Can you believe it? I'm on two improv teams that never leave the house. <laughs> and uh, that is the other one is Smoke Break. And that's fun. We, we are... We do a long-form improv show where we pretend to be uh, employees on break. And you can catch us on uh, Twitch. Just look for Smoke Break Improv. And I will plug the Dying Message, the Detective Anime Mystery Podcast, which Michael <laughs> and I do together. <laughs> you can't plug our And, thing. oh, I, di- I didn't edit my script well enough because this is the line where I say thank our mystery guest. And so I'll, I'll, I'll use this opportunity to thank all the mystery guests we've had so far. Like, people are incredible for preparing because they had to watch a thing and then coming and spending time to talk about this with us because it's mostly a weird passion of mine. Michael's also kind of into it. You like Detective Conan <laughs> a bit, but, you know, Detective, Detective Anime isn't your main anime drag. Do I have a main anime drag? I'm kind of all over the place. You're kind of all over the place, but you're also most likely to be a gun into something that's about Gundam style things. You're talking about like a mecha anime? Yeah, mecha anime robots. Yeah. There was certainly a, a period of my life where that was like everything I watched. Now it's just sort of in the mix with everything else. So I'm really grateful to everyone who who has come on the podcast and spent their time to to record this stuff. And I and I and appreciate it. And we'll continue to have some new mystery guests, and then I'll have to thank them in the future. Or if we just stop the podcast, then I can stop thanking people. But that's not going to happen because because there's a, there's more detective anime out there. And what did we learn from Detective Academy Q, Michael? That if a detective uh, stops looking for the solution, it'll never be figured out. That's a very inaccurate recollection of what the, <laughs> what the subtitles say but you knew exactly what i was what like I was oh boy to. i paraphrased the shit out of that <laughs> it's something like if a detective um gives up on a case it'll never be solved that's like mostly what i said it's mostly what you said yeah it's mostly what you said i agree so you know i'm the lead investigator on this podcast if i give up this this case will never be solved and uh, mm-hmm. we can't have that um, Michael, I, I got to talk to our listeners for a second. So if you want to eat your cookie, 
Okay. Nom, 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 nom. Oh, coffee. <laughs> Michael's really good at callbacks. Um, so I hope you are someone who has listened to the relevant episode of our podcast to understand why he just died of poisoning after drinking coffee. So, okay. So listeners, thank you so much for listening. You're the other people we have to thank. You absolutely do not have to email us, but that is available to you. You can email us at at dyingmessagepodcast at gmail.com. And honestly, much more helpful to kind of the health of the podcast and promoting the podcast is rating us on Apple Podcasts. If that's where you listen to the podcast, give us a star rating because there's so many podcasts out there. There's so many anime out podcasts out there that um, just saying that you enjoy the podcast and or letting people know what you like about it gives it will give us that more much more attention and people will give it a try. If you're not on Apple Podcasts, I just talked about that because a lot of people are um, and because they have that rating system there. But you can probably follow us and then get the new episodes each week. That's a great way also to support us. Um, and some other podcast service might have ratings or things like that. You can also um, stay connected with us over social media. So if you follow us on Facebook or Twitter, when we're done with our hiatus, we'll be making some very excited posts about our new episodes coming out. And that's a great way to get right back on board when we start posting uh, weekly episodes again. And if you uh, put together an unauthorized fan uh, re-listen podcast about our podcast, please let us know. Oh, man, I would love to be... I mean, I would hate to be at this the stage of fame where we were having to litigate to shut down unauthorized fan podcasts. <laughs> I doubt I doubt we would, because I, I don't think we would be that kind of people. There's exactly one person in my life who I feel like would listen to this exchange and like think about like really hard doing that for one episode, just one episode <laughs> of that as a bit, but then probably not actually do it. <laughs> no, probably not. So thank you all so much. After the credits, which are going to roll in a second. We are going to hear the solution to the mystery from last week. You're going to hear our guests from last week who were Alexis Howland and Nate Biagiotti. And we're we're going to figure out what was going on with Alexis's oven. So she found some pretty compelling evidence. And we're going to hear that after the credits. But uh, as the credits roll, Michael, anything mysterious going on, on your in your life lately that you want to share with folks? Anything mysterious going on in my life? I thought we'd tell them about the sink. The sink? That was a weird mystery, wasn't it? Oh, it barfed up a bunch of brown fluid. Like, right, we were like not even using the sink. And then we went upstairs and we came back down and it was full of gross liquid. It was clearly like stuff that we had washed down there like the past like two days. And why did it come up? What caused that? We have been having water like come through the ceiling, but that feels unrelated. Yeah, that's that's unrelated. That's our leak problem. Did somehow water leak into the pipes and make them go backwards? I don't know. It sure does give you that sinking feeling, though. Mm. Did you ask me about that just so you could say that? No, I started to come up with that as you were talking. <laughs> but, you know, it, these jokes of mine are just a drop in the bucket. The other mystery in my life right now is where are, like the five things... That were supposed to come from the U.S. Postal Service. Oh, that's a big the pa- mystery. Over right the past now. month, where where are they? I heard that they were. One of them was in Washington on the thirteenth. Where are you, package? Yeah, I'm. I'm in a Secret Santa gift exchange right now, and they sent me the tracking information, and it, it like the USPS is like, we know this package exists. So that's a mystery. Like, what's in that package, and who's it's coming from? You've got one coming from my mom. I have one coming. Uh, supposedly, it's coming in three days. So that's not missing yet. Wow. It's like a drip, drip, it's a drip, drip, drip of packages. A drip, drip, drip of packages? I don't know. This episode is all washed up. <laughs> I don't, are these jokes too much? I'm trying not to faucet. Okay. All right. 
And that closes the case on this week's Dying Message, the Detective Anime Mystery Podcast, episode 27, in which we only have ourselves to blame. Podcast cover art created by Miriam Bloom. Music excerpted from Solve the Damn Mystery by Jesse Spillane. Coming up, how can Lupin III also be the first? Is CGI taking over the world now that it's taken over Lupin III? Who knows better what kind of movie a kid will like? A user named Truth Cuts on IMDb or an actual child? All that and more when we next examine the scene of the crime for that fatal note, the dying message. Is it really blurry? Alexis, this is an audio format. <laughs> I thought you were done, so I stopped the oven. Started the he oven. Wrote, he, he wrote you a oh, note. Oh, it's a Oops, note. I he think. left you a note. I see. I thought you were trying to convey us something because you were in danger. And then what does it say at the bottom? It says, be right back. And it's some sort of face eating the melty pizza. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Did he put a pizza box in the oven? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, what I had surmised happened. He had turned the oven on, set off the alarm. He turned it off. He left, thought that it was okay. And for whatever reason, I guess there were particles or something in the air. Two minutes later, it went off again. But there had been this big clue on the kitchen counter, and I missed it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's a dying message. Yeah, he had <gasps> explained what was going on, and I... You know, the alarm was going off. It was I was frantic. Yeah. Aren't you glad you came back to find out the end to um, our mystery from last week? <laughs> While you were gone, Noah decided that half of this is going to be the beginning of a different episode. Oh, really? Um, I, I did. I did a cliffhanger. <laughs> because we've been recording for like two hours. Well, that's part of it. She gets paid twice, right? If she's on two episodes, she gets two You checks. will get paid the exact amount for the second episode you appear on as the first. That is true. 